Welcome back to episode 189 of Your Best Year Starts Here with me, Neil Martin, and my good friend, Mr. Nigel Risner. And actually, I'm going to change that slightly. My phenomenal friend that's not too much of a knob. And if that doesn't make any sense, listen to last week's episode. People, people are now going, I just don't like this at all. <laughs> but I said last week that one of the things that gets in the way is stuff other than people. And so I was working with a client and we were developing, ironically, some values for their business. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they'd spent... I'm not going to mention the consultancy PwC, but they they'd spent you know, millions on trying to create this vision of values, mm-hmm. and some of it was such shite mm-hmm. that I was embarrassed because no wonder they weren't adopting it. I didn't even understand what it was. And you'll sometimes know when you go into reception that behind the receptionist is a glass framed values that nobody and reads love, and nobody knows and what I it know, says. I'm and... asking the receptionist do you know the values to the company? And they go, no. I said, but you've been sitting in front of it. Yep. And this girl was like, I've been here for 27 years. I said, well, it's been there for about 25. Yep. And, and it's not that complicated. So we were working with people and we put down four and everyone was allowed a fifth value. Okay. So the first one we put down was value people. Okay. That was, you know. Yep. And then people said, well, who's that mean? Who, what's that mean? I went, value people. Anyone you interact with, you value them. Yep. Delight. Oops, I've just I've just broken my own. <laughs> bit, of, bit of equipment. Trash here. in the Sorry. place, yeah. yeah. <laughs> delight your clients and customers. Okay. And then you want to ask them, what does delight look like for them? And what does delight look like for you? Mm-hmm. You know, because we've used this word phenomenal. Mm-hmm. You know, when you say phenomenal service, for this particular company, that would have been too big for them. Delight was, was the right word for them. Mm-hmm. Then when the big one came, and this is really key, because I don't think companies we, – we, we've taken on uh, a change of equipment, and, you know, we're doing this on Zoom, but it's about embracing change. Yeah. So it was this idea that, you know, there's stuff going on in the world, and even though we quite like it the way it is, and I like my office the way it is, I've got my whole animal section on my left-hand side, and I've got books on my right-hand side and chocolate somewhere, but I'm back on my diet again. As you can probably see, face has got a little bit rounder, Mm -hmm. so we're back on our diet. But I'm embracing the change that I need to do because, you know, that phrase, change is inevitable, growth is optional. You know, we've got to embrace it, provided there's no surprises. And then the other two you're going to love, okay, which is do things right, but do the right thing. Okay. So we've had this thing all the time. Now, when we put this out to the company, they all went, well, that's what we do most of the time. I said, well, so I'm going to ask you all now that to print this out and then ask yourselves twice a day, is what I'm doing in line with those five values? Yep. And if it's not, don't do it. Yep. Well, they said, well, it can't be that simple. Oh, I, think, I said, well, I think it is. Yep. Over the last three months, their staff retention has gone up their profits have gone up and their complaints have gone down yep. over something that everyone went, this is too simple. Yep. So I'm asking you to think about, you need one iPhone or you might have a Samsung. So let's not go there. You need a <laughs> Mac, you need a memory stick. You know, I get that some people have got lots of equipment. You need to answer your phone 
good morning, good afternoon. And then you need to trust your people, which is what we spoke about the last episode. Yep. But what I'm saying is I want everyone just to really slow it down and just do some easy things. So if I said to you, Neil, what would make your life easier with either your family or your business? What do you either need to let go of or what do you need to simplify? Mm -hmm. I'll challenge you on that one. Okay. Well, before you do, episode 94, we talked about some, and I I only know because I just looked up on all this technology I'm not supposed to have. Um, (laughs) I saw you not looking at me, so I knew you were doing that. My self-esteem was okay. But episode 94, we talked about... um, the best acronym ever. And th- that was, that came out of an exercise I did with the school. Um, looking at their values and, you know, same thing, huge, huge statement. No one really knew what it was. It's a primary school. They wanted to try and make it so that it's something that even the kids would know and would remember. So it got it down to four words, believe, enjoy, succeed together. Now there's obviously an, an explanation that expands each one, but believe, enjoy, succeed together. What are the values of this school? Believe, enjoy, succeed together. Like, Everyone in the school, even, you know, five, six-year-old kids can explain that. And, and that's the point, isn't it? It's, it's how do you deliver this thing in such a way where you go, is everything we're doing, like I say, is everything we're doing in alignment with that? But is it simple enough that we can stay in alignment with it? You know, and generally speaking, it, it's that, um, oh, what's, the words have gone out of my head. If you confuse, you lose. That's the words I want to use, right? If you confuse, you lose. That includes if you confuse yourself. So if you make things too complicated in any area of your life, you're likely to fail. You know, if you go, I want to change a habit, but I actually want to change 27 habits starting tomorrow, I guarantee you within a week, you won't still be doing all, all 27 habits every single day. Guarantee it, because it's too much. It's too much too soon, too, too big. Whereas if you were to go, hang on a minute, I'm going to change one habit a month for the next two years, you would get, you know, two and a half years, you'd, you'd get to that number, you just do it in a slightly different way. Or one new habit every two weeks, even if you want to accelerate it. But trying to do too much at once becomes too complicated. No one stays on top of it. And we've all seen those like gargantuan checklists that people never use. You know, businesses that go, oh, yeah, we've got this 47 step process for doing, I don't know, a social media post. And they've created this really complicated check sheet that you're supposed to go through all of these things. People use it like twice. And then they go, oh, I can roughly remember it. I'm close enough. They never fill the damn thing in. They never use it again. And it's that, isn't it? It's how do you how do you strip something back to its core essence and go? This is this is it. This is my thing. This is my yeah, but basics. That thing, Neil, is what they're passionate about. And if you have a passion for winning, yeah, which is key in everything that we do. And if you make it simple, people will repeat that good behaviour. Yeah. If you make it complicated and that thing, you know, confuse you lose. If it's confusing, people like me and I'm classic for this. If I can't get onto a Zoom link easily because the address is either so long and there are so many letters, I normally, I normally work for a phone call and say, can you come on? I say, yeah. well, just make it simple for me. Yeah, send me a link and click on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, again, though, you know, and, let's, and, and again, let's get serious with this. That whole, you know, confuse you lose, make it complicated, you, you, you know, you're not going to have any success. I think, I think for me... The, the, one of the difficult things is when people fall in love with the complexity because they think it makes them look clever. And if you look at computer software, this is a really good example, okay? Um, and look at the evolution of computer software. And I mean, um, something we I don't talk about very often, I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast before or not, but I'm a computer science graduate. That's what I did at university. And really? Yeah, really, really, really. And if you go back and you look at, you know, how stuff works. I don't know if you know, I'm not. No, I know. But if you go back and look at how stuff was like early doors, things were 
were complicated and almost deliberately so because you know you had an industry that was trying to support itself and say this is hard you need to employ us to come and do stuff and over the years it's got easier and easier and easier and easier and now there are things where like you know my kids can do stuff with technology that i don't understand even though i've got a, a degree in computer science because it's become so simple that it's almost too simple that I'm like, it can't be that easy. Well, actually it is. You know, I said to you before we started recording that a friend of mine had mentioned a piece of software to me that, you know, when you record audio or video, it lets you edit, provided you've you've coached it and taught it your voice. It lets you edit the speech by typing words on your keyboard and it synthesizes your own voice. And it's like, you know, it's like a Photoshop for a, for a conversation, really. Hold on, hold on. So why am I here? So <laughs> I knew you'd I say that. But my, but my point is, you know, it's, in some ways it's scary that the technology's got to that point. But it's also, it's quite phenomenal that, you know, if you imagine you recorded a, let's say like a one hour training webinar or something and you realize you said three words wrong how cool is it that you can go in and you can just change those three words with a keyboard by typing them you know if you're the person doing the editing you haven't got to get someone back in a studio and filming it like you can just literally obviously you can't show their mouth because it won't match it'll be like some badly dubbed kung fu movie but you know you can actually insert the words now right Part of me is scared by that because, like, how many conversations are people going to have that they didn't really have? You know, what evidence is going to be created for, you know, such and such a celebrity said this when they didn't, right? There's a really scary side to some of this tech. But there's also, you know, some phenomenal tools that can simplify a business process. And I think, you know, for me, there's the odd thing where, again, a a friend of mine that was talking to recently, someone that told me about that software, thinks I'm a bit of a dinosaur because I still develop my slides on um, Keynote and he uses Canva. And he's like, everyone uses Canva these days, Neil. Why are you still using? Nobody uses Keynote, mate. You know, and I'm like, I do because I know it and it works, you know. Um, But it is, everything's getting easier. Everything's getting simpler. And very often that's driven by technology but it can also be changed you know, uh, driven by having different people when you hire new people and they've got great new ideas listen to them you know don't go oh well we've always done it like this round here for the last 25 because maybe the way you've been doing it for the last 25 years isn't the right way to do it today you know and it and that goes back to the thing you said about like remote working and hybrid working and all that kind of stuff i'm not going to say that remote working is right for everybody it isn't having managed remote teams some people don't get on with it and it's it's just their personality it's not the right fit other people will thrive and do better work when they're out of the office than they ever will in, you know, and it's finding the right fit for the right people in the right team, in the business. It's like, what, you know, how do those pieces gel together? It's like all the pieces of the jigsaw. Yeah. How do you put them together in a way that gives you the best picture? That's it. It's that simple. Which goes back to the original thing that if you want to have a passion for winning, make it a a place where people want to come to work are trusted. They can deliver their best stuff. And if they're having an off day, if you are running or managing or leading those people and somebody's having a bad day, send them home. Because bad days create bad energy, creates bad personalities, creates bad customer service, and the list goes on. Whereas most people can cover, if someone was away on holiday, we cover their work anyway. Yep. I, I know if you've got a very small team, this is challenging. But when someone's having a disastrous day, their energy just gets multiplied by other people 
sorry, two other people, and it just has this massive earthquake effect that it, things just ripple. Well, I, I think, you know, I get your point about sending them home, but I think the alternative is how do you solve the thing that's, you know, is there a way, there's two questions there. One is, do you just send them home? The other one is, is there a way to solve the thing that's that zapped their energy in the first place? Like, is there a way to get them... You, you need to get them to have an, a change in their emotional state, right? That's the that's the bottom line. Is that something we you're able to do? And if you can't do it, then you're right. You know, get them out we of the way. We used to sing the song from, uh, from uh, The Sound of Music, How Do We Solve a Problem Like Maria? So if we know there's a problem, how do we solve the problem? Yep. And if we can't solve the problem and we don't think therapy is the answer, they need to have some time out. Yep. But we want to solve the problem. Because people come to work nine times at a time to do a great job. So if you value your people and you delight and excite your customers and you embrace change and you do the right thing and do things right, you're halfway there. And I'll see you next week. What, for the other half? Yeah. Cool. Let's do that. And if you like our podcast, you know what to do. Leave us a review, share it with your friends, your colleagues, all that kind of stuff. And we will see you on episode 190 of Your Best Year Starts here next week. Your best year starts.